The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 79, recorded December 22nd, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the team, and we are going to be talking some serious Mandalorian today. With me, as always, is my good friend... I'm Michael Diaz. Long time no talk, Joe. I know, right? Only three seconds ago. And I'm super, super stoked to uh, bring back one of my favorite people in the world, Chris Eikensier. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. Welcome back to the KyberCast. Hey, Joe, Michael. Thanks for having me, you guys. Um, And yeah, big birthday present for me. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, we're, We're honored, man, because, you know, there's only so many people that really want to talk Star Wars. And I know through my time with, with Chris working uh, at various photo shoots and time spent with him that we could probably be in a room full of 60 people at a drinking party and we could probably be in the corner and just talk Star Wars with water, water in our hand and it would be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's going to happen whether we you know want to do that <laughs> and whether we should do that, you know, given other obligations, we'll end up in the corner talking about star Wars. It's true. It's absolutely true. So we had arguably one of the most, uh, I'll say emotional episodes in the Mandalorian this past, uh, Friday. And I, I honestly, guys, I don't even know where to begin this. There's so much happened in this, uh, the story, the season and ending the way it ended. You know, I, I really don't know how to start other than like, I literally teared up and cried, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, Michelle's cracking up with me because she's next to me on the couch watching it. <laughs> and uh, I, I, it, I just cried. I mean, that's, that's the feeling I got when I left of, of happiness. Chris, what say you? Oh what God. You? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was watching it with my son and uh, he didn't know that I was tearing up, but I, I started tearing <laughs> up when, uh, when that green lightsaber came onto the scene and um, I should you know, say spoilers, right? But I guess it's all, Oh, I'm bag. sorry. My bad. No, 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 no. no. They should know it. This they, is they people know that. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, every other, uh, <laughs> every other middle-aged man that I spoke to uh, <laughs> in the next couple of days after that kind of said, they all said the same thing that they teared up seeing Luke. Michael, I'm interested in your take. We, we, we talked, we texted a little bit. Yeah. So I feel robbed and it's not because <laughs> of Star Wars. I'm not upset with Star Wars at all. I know. Joe knows this story and I'm going to tell it real quick. I wanted what you guys both experienced, but that was taken from me. I literally, I avoided spoilers on purpose on Friday. I, I did catch the spoiler. Uh, some people had already let it leak. That about the new Boba show. I was like, all right, fine. Not totally surprised on that one. But I was on a work conference call 
and I had to check something out on a vendor we were working with. And I was on one screen, so I'm like, I'll just pull it up on my phone. So I opened up Chrome on my phone, and it comes up with a news feed. And the first article it, sh- it shows me is from Screen Rant saying, Luke Skywalker, when he rescues, you know, Grogu. Uh. And I was so mad. Because uh-huh. I knew there was another, I knew, I mean, Joe mentioned a week or two ago, like, what if, what if it's Luke that comes to save Grogu, right? Mm-hmm. So I did. I accepted that as a possibility, but to experience it, like you guys got to experience it. I mean, I know that was a possibility that Luke could show up, but I wish I had been able to enjoy the scene when you see the X-Wing fly in and the hooded character and all that. I mean, the you still don't up, know. The build-up was exactly. crazy. Right. And I, I still, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it. I loved it. But I got robbed of that little piece, and that's what's upsetting to me. I, I truly felt bad for you. I mean, clearly you didn't heed my warning earlier in the day where I said stay off the internet. But um, that's the thing. I I had to just open up a web browser to go. I like I opened it up and literally was typing in the website for this company. And then this will this will teach you to keep your web browser and your phone in private mode. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible, Michael. I'm sorry. That's yeah, terrible. It, you were robbed. But so, what did you think of the episode after all of that, Michael? In general, absolutely loved it. It was everything. I, I mean, it's going to sound like hyperbole, but Filoni and Favreau, Favreau are giving us the Star Wars that the sequels didn't. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's true. I think it's fair. I think it absolutely is fair. Uh, I've got so, a I've, I've got a thought on that though, Michael. That I think because I've been thinking about you since we last talked. It's just that dialogue we've oh. we've already had, and uh, no, because we had good conversation about it. And um, one of the things that this made me think of was um, simply that thirty years passes before we get to the sequel trilogy. And I don't know about you guys, but watching the show makes me feel how far in the future that story really is. Yes. Right. You know, now that we're living with Mando and we're kind of closer to the original um, trilogy in terms of time, it, it seems like there's a huge gap between what's happening now in the sequel trilogy. And when you think about the fact that when we land 30 years after something as important as the original trilogy was for fans, it's going to feel pretty weird. And I, yeah, I, there's a there's a huge thing now, right? There's a big gap for story time that we don't know. Yeah, how, and how I, we get to A to B, right? Yeah, and like for instance, I and man, I I feel I, I wasn't disappointed by the Last Jedi, but 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 there was a child in my in my heart that was that wanted to see a lot more fun than that. You know, I didn't want it to be a drag, and that movie was uh, kind of a drag. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think I would have, it would have, can you imagine how different that would have felt if you had already gone through, like, let's say this thing leads to a Luke Skywalker series where, you know, he eventually confronts Thrawn or something, right? Let's just say that that's the future right. of this thing. Right. And then you get to the sequel trilogy. I think you'd be like, oh yeah, cool. A different side of Luke. <laughs> well, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, eventually all these things lead, somehow all these discussions lead to like what Ryan Johnson did because 
of what happened there and we see the Mandalorian and what it brought to us uh, is, is basically I think Ryan Johnson wanted to make a Ryan Johnson film his way and not look at everything around it and what Star Wars is and what George Lucas set up Star Wars to be, which was an adventure for kids. Okay. Mandalorian is that. And that's what, uh, you know, Filoni and Favreau have brought back. It's like, this is a serial TV show that brought the fun back. And there's, you know, I would argue maybe the only thing I would say, you know, there was really no consequences at the end of this two seasons. You know, should somebody have been gone? Like, it's kind of like, well, even Harrison Ford said, well, Han Solo should die in Return of the Jedi. There should be consequences. But that's not what Lucas did, right? It's that, you know, I, I thought for sure Cara Dune was not going to leave, uh, be alive at the end of this. That was by one person I thought was going to be gone. So, but yeah, they didn't do that. You make a good point. Literally, nobody died other than nameless stormtroopers. The, the good guys just... They 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 shoot a lot of people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and and but that leads me to a, an interesting thought. While we're on it, is um, the the violence that Baby Yoda has uh, has been around. I I watched that episode five or six times, and it and sorry to you know admit that you know no, I'm at number I've uh, on four so. It's hard not to go back and yeah, just like I keep finding myself wanting to watch it again. And um, they they make a point, um, you know, they're showing you that connection that Baby Yoda has to this mysterious figure, and then you know, which is a, a clue that it might be someone like Luke. And then as you know, it settles that it is him. And they make a real point though to keep going back to Baby Yoda. And I I feel like the more I, I watched that, the more it, it settled in on me that this kid has been around just nonstop violence since we've seen him. Well, and, his whole life, because if he's from Coruscant and he, right. you know, was in the temple somehow, right? Um, then Grogu has seen a crap ton of, like that's all he's seen in hidden way. And um, I think we're going to, we're going to learn more about that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, if you look at the, where this was going, you couldn't put any other Jedi there. Like you couldn't just throw Ezra in there because people yeah. would be like, that's weird. Uh, I guess you could. I guess people just they threw Ahsoka in there. If you're not, if you're not somebody who watches all the Star Wars, you, you could say that about a few characters. But to, to be that big of a ending, and then honestly, I don't think you can have the Mandalorian series always focused on him protecting the child. Like that story can only go so long right. until you're like until yeah. it's just like okay, you're repeating right. yourself like the A-team or something. You know, it's the same story every week. So they really had, this was the best logical conclusion to have who we think is is the strongest Jedi and the most appropriate that's going to start a school. Like, there's, who else could, I mean, what else could have been coming there, really? Well, let's throw this out there too. Ahsoka, they, she, she doesn't deny it when he calls her a Jedi. We don't know what her what her path has taken her. We know she was disaffected and moved away from the Jedi, uh, you know, after the Clone Wars or even during the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she's officially back as being a Jedi now or if she's still somewhere in that gray area. But let's also face it. Luke has that hubris to rescue this child and think he can rescue this child. 
That's a good point. Right. Yeah, he would see he sees himself as a savior of sorts, which I think is what brings about some of his disillusionment later. Right. Yes, I agree. I mean, and I I also think there's a little bit of menace at the if you I don't know if you caught it, but like when that door shuts at the end and Luke is standing there holding baby Yoda and that imperial elevator door goes shoom. There there's a real tone of menace that like it it doesn't it feels like our hero is a little cocky and I think that comes through, but I think he's also kind of very godlike in this episode. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're suggesting that doesn't, that, that there, that might come with some danger and they, they simply leave you feeling a little helpless because you're Mando and you're staring down that hallway and you're, you've never felt further from this little guy. And then that door shuts and the way that they did that, it just feels like, Oh man, like, this is going to, this isn't going to be smooth sailing. Yeah. Something's going to, but I also like, you know, what Luke said, you know, I'll give my life for him. You know, he did say that. Oh yeah. And I'm not worried about that. I think, I think what, what I'm thinking it's more like Luke could have tendencies that push him to the edge as he, as we right. see more of this, you know, through the years, however that goes, um, or he might have more brushes, with some darkness that like, I think that might be on the horizon, but I think more to the point though, being in Luke's hands means that the violence is going to continue somehow. Sure. Uh, you know what I wanted to happen? Um, I, I, I said this on Reddit and actually people were picking on me and not picking on me. Um, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted Din to take out the ball from his pocket and hold it up and then, Grogu grab it and then the door oh shut. God. Oh my god! Wouldn't that have been a cool little <laughs> yeah. moment? Like, like oh, you wanted this? Don't forget this. And you're like, because he taught him like he wanted him to do that before, and it's like the last time. Like, oh, uh -huh. here you go. It's our let. You know, I thought but that would have been a cool. Shown their connection. Yeah, I thought that would have been a cool moment. Sure. Um, to, to put at the end. It's like when the parent sends the kid away with it, with their favorite toy. To the, yeah. 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 Uh, I thought <laughs> that's great. I don't know. I probably would have lost it more if I saw that. Oh, what an emotional episode! I mean, I, I and I, I, I want to say that the, that like, it's like the, the tears, like, like the whatever, whatever tears I felt when I saw Luke, and it wasn't like a bawling thing. It was just like no, no, no. It was just feeling a little choked up that like, and I didn't expect that to happen. I really didn't. I, I, because I, I, I kind of thought this was going to happen. Like to uh, Michael's point, like I, like, you know, it's speculated, and I could speculate on that because it just makes sense that Luke would be the one to show up, but. Yeah, there was something very like, and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, oh my God, I'm a child again, or like, I believe in a real Luke Skywalker somewhere, or, you know, it, it's not over-exaggerated. It's just that sort of sense of like, yeah, man, like, it's just awesome to have a reliable hero, yeah. you know, show up every once in a while. And it's been a long time, you know? I got to tell you, when they... When I saw that X-wing, I went, "Holy shit!" And my, I, I just, and Michelle's like, "She's like, what?" I'm like, "Oh, I can't say because I don't want to wreck it for you." She's and you know, she goes, "How did you know it was?" I'm like, "I go, I go, I just did." You just know as a Star yeah. Wars fan. So then I made her watch what you sent me. Uh, you sent me a thing, Chris, yesterday. Watch all the reaction things on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, so I found some and I showed it to her last night and I go, see how many times that, that X-Wing comes in? They all go, Oh my God. And they're like, I go, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> how many times people know from just that X-Wing, oh um, 
you know, it wasn't going to be Dave Filoni. No. Right. <laughs> you know, or Wolf, Trapper Wolf, whatever yeah, his character's right. name. That or the guy from Kim's happened. Convenience. Right. right. That, that just wouldn't have had the same effect. But the pacing and the directing. So the guy who did Ant-Man did this Peyton something, right? Uh, for Peyton the director. Reed. Yeah. And the breakup. The bre- yeah. And the breakup, which I think is yeah. a really funny romantic comedy. Um, yeah. But I thought that was curious that that was also his movie. And I really, his pacing of that scene of Luke coming in. Now, what's also interesting as you, you know, you go from the black and white TVs to the, you know, and then it was the green thing that came into like full view. Everybody goes, and that's when everybody just loses their shit. If you watch them on YouTube, it's great. Right. I suggest anybody watch this. It's pretty fun. Um, is that, and then the music was really interesting choice. Cause it wasn't like the really high. It was very much of, uh, Maybe that's where that, that what you were saying, Chris, that, that kind of menace or something. There was like, he was, because Luke was not fast. He just methodically went right through the, it had no fear whatsoever. <laughs> he just, it, there was no, totally. like, it was just, I'm just going to be walking forward almost like, you know, <laughs> right. in a pace that didn't, you know, clearly he was not worried that the child was going to get killed between him and there because he would have ran through there if he did. So he just kind of like zipped right, you know, it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. So are you guys upset that they use CGI or did you, I, I did half expect for a second to be Sebastian Stan. I did. Um, but I'm glad personally, I'm glad they chose the, this route. I, um, I, I'm glad you bring that up because my initial thought was there's still a little uncanny Valley with this, but of course. not as bad as Carrie Fisher in Rogue One. Or um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Now, I get it. We, we've talked to people younger that didn't know who Grand Moff Tarkin was. And when they saw him in the movie in Rogue One, they thought it was fine. I still think Moff Tarkin looks terrible in Rogue One. I don't. I, oh, I think he looks horrible. He looks fake. I mean, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, God, it's CGI. Obviously, I know this is CGI. But... Man, I know it's only been a couple of years, but I think they've made advances just in that time where it more it felt more real. Still not all the way there, but I say we're getting closer. So I don't, you know, I wouldn't have been against them using Sebastian Stan, but I was okay with it. it the, the CGI is getting better, right, Chris? Yeah. What do you think? I, I would have I would have sworn that they would have gone gone for a Sebastian Stan and then. Um use that as a way to ease people into the idea. Mm-hmm. But then again, I realized that it might've confused a lot of people to not know a hundred percent that this was the face of Mark Hamill being right. Luke, you know? So maybe the way to ease into a switch would be to do it this way. And then next time a little, a little less. And then maybe the next time purely, uh, you know, a Sebastian stand. But I, I liked it, but it was, I found it a little distracting, but I, I didn't really care. It's just like, this I didn't is care cool. either. It, it's distracting because we're human beings and yeah. we know, we know no, that that person know. doesn't exist. That's yeah. part of it. Like we just know mm-hmm. he doesn't exist this way. So, you know, we're always going to ask how we, how they did it. You know, they didn't, ask, we didn't ask how they did Pedro Pascal because that's how he exists right now. Nobody questions right. it. Well, so, right. I was curious as to whether or not they were going to do that or, so, and this is me being stupid here. When I heard 
when it was spoiled for me that Luke was going to be on it. When he took his hood off, I actually expected to see Luke from the sequels, not realizing that's not for 25 more years. Right, right. So as soon as he takes his hood off, I'm like, he's oh, of course he's young. It's only been five years since the Battle of Endor. Right. So that makes more sense. But then I thought, okay, so they went CGI. Interesting. Why didn't they try to do de-aging like they did with uh, the Irishman? I thought that worked better, but then again, I also know I wonder. how crazy expensive that was. Yeah, and I don't know how good that could have been what if it would have been any better. I'm sure yeah. they gave I'm sure it was like an A B thing and they and they went with the one that was working the best, right? Yeah. I would have said we're gonna find out because they're gonna show the they're gonna have that making of show starting, I think, next week. So Yeah. Um okay, so we talked about the end, but um uh well, I'm 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 trying to see where I can take this. Because we're at the end and there's some stuff at the beginning I want to talk about. So let's do that. Let's talk about the beginnings. There's other things at the end I want to talk about that have nothing related to Luke. So I think we've kind of, if we missed, we've, we've covered Luke now. Um, anything else about Luke we want to talk about other than, like, maybe, like is it R2? Do we talk about R2 well, coming in? Joe, did you, I, I sent you that note about, um, yeah, like, did, did Luke landing there actually, like, did he make the Dark Troopers stop fighting? Because when he, he sails in there, right when he lands, they all stop trying to punch the door down. And yeah, it's almost like he does some kind of eerie thing where he where he uses a mind a mind something to make them all just kind of yeah. um, stop in their tracks, which I thought was like super badass. If you think about that nice, like subtle Jedi power that he seems to be so good at. Yeah, I think that's a possibility for sure. I also like how scared Moff Gideon was. Because you got to think from the Empire, this is the guy who took away the Emperor oh. and Darth Vader. Like yeah, that guy, yeah. he's. I'm going to just fucking shoot myself because yeah. this guy. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to face his wrath. See, well, it's great I, to think about. I mean, here comes the guy who's like, here comes God. I mean, it's like you you can't <laughs> stop this guy. Like those dark troopers can s- stop the Mandalorian, but he just mows him down. I mean, that's a scary. And he blew up the Death Star. He killed the Emperor and he killed Darth Vader. Like. What else would you need yeah. to know? I mean, it's right. like there's nothing else you can do. You can't. You could throw a Death Star at this guy, and he's and it's he's going to knock it away. That's and Gideon, terrifying. Gideon knows this. I don't. The other people don't. They just hear this is another legend yeah. of Luke right. Skywalker. Like they're going to talk. They're going to talk about this shit. Like who the hell was that? They, they didn't <laughs> yeah. ask him his name. They said, "Are you a Jedi?" He didn't say, "My name is Luke Skywalker." I know. I'm here to rescue you. Um, but Gideon knows. Yeah. But you know, I I, I think I felt the scariness of Luke's power because he then confronted our heroes. Right. Yeah. And they're screwed. And I forget, you forget they don't know, right? Like you're saying. So, so they're like, well, don't open the door. You know, they're like, don't open that door. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to open that door. And then that right. dude comes in and they're all sitting ducks, like whatever Luke wants to do with them, which is really kind of frightening. Cause Luke, like if Boba had stayed there, I was going to say that good, good call. Out. Go ahead. It could, yeah. That could have gone insane. And I think it would have probably been really distracting and that's why they didn't have him there, but right. it, it would have been insane. But that, that's, that speaks to how razor thin the edge is here between like, I'm standing in front of a room full of killers. Like that's what he walks in on a room full of killers Yep, and they've got a baby. Right. I mean, what a crazy, yeah, what a crazy vulnerable situation for everybody involved besides Luke Skywalker. You know, it's pretty wild. And he could have just wiped those guys down and been like, you know what? 
you're probably all I mean he doesn't do stuff like that but he's got that in his in, in, at his fingertips right they, they don't know he doesn't do that right that's right. the fear that's the totally. fear totally yeah he looks couple, scary I mean Jesus sorry a couple things on Luke in that see Chris I took I took it a little bit different with the dark troopers I took it that the dark troopers are advanced enough that for whatever reason they had assessed a more imminent threat. And that's why they stopped the attack on the bridge that they, cause they all, you're right. As soon as he lands, oh, yeah. they all stop and turn his way. And that's, you know, not saying my ways, you know, my takes right and yours isn't either are valid. I'm just saying that was the impression. That was the take I took. I was like, Oh, they, they know where the big problem is, where the threat is. Cool. And that's why they're focused on that now. Yeah. That makes sense too. Yeah. Now, the other thing I want to say about Luke is, should he have been wearing all black? Well, he didn't return the Jedi. I guess it's just it was that that might have been quote unquote fan service, but it was a quick way to get us to know who it was. Right, but that use of color oh. in Star Wars, Empire, and Return of the Jedi is very important, um, and I believe it's very symbolical, and it's not a mistake in the fact that. In, you know, in Star Wars or New Hope, he's wearing white, right? Mm-hmm. Then in Empire, as we find out, it's tan. It's a neutral color. Right. Okay. Then in, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi, he's wearing black because he's being seduced by Vader to join the mm-hmm. dark side. But then after he beats Vader, you notice that his collar comes undone. And it's gray. It's white inside, yeah. Gray or white, or yeah. So this is five years later. Should he still? He's dressing much more like a Sith than he is a Jedi. Now yes. that might be a small thing, but I I think there is some symbolism there. I think so too. I think that there's a little edge to him, and I I think that that's a because he's get like like we're saying he's kind of this unchecked power now, and um, well, he's I'm more sure like. He's more like, and this is going to go back to the prequels, and he's he's a little more like um, Mace Windu. And if you read some of the books, uh, Mace Windu is one that dances closest to the dark side when he fights, and he he uses a style called vapid style, which is emptiness, right? And uh, he he dances on that line. Now, um, these are the things that Luke will, if we get into books or whatever, uh, where Luke does seem to have his take on the dark side now or, or on the force itself. Um, you know, he was told for years, Jedi's were told, Jedi's were told not to have attachment. And that's, that's actually attachment is what saved, uh, Anakin Skywalker, so to speak is attachment. So who knows where Luke is in all this? He hasn't found those books yet. I'm assuming, um, we're, you know, on, on what's the Island? Octu, Octu. Uh, so he's far along there, you know, and and I do want to reiterate, it wasn't, it wasn't Luke in last, last Jedi that pissed me off about the movie. It was pretty much everything else around it. (laughs) Um, so, uh, cause it was just poor writing and some poor editing and movie wise. There's, there's, you know, a third of the movie is not needed at all. Um, 
but I, I think he focused so much on Luke and what Luke was, was, you know, what was happening to Luke that he kind of lost track of the rest of the movie. But anyways, um, I, I kind of get where he was going in that. And, and we just need to know what happens in between. We do know from Rise of Skywalker that Luke was looking for artifacts and things like that. Uh, um, so he can build his temple and, and do those things. So we don't know where he stands and how the force should be taught. And, you know, but you're right. right. I mean, he was wearing black. I, I think that's just where he was at this time. Eventually he puts on the Jedi robes, the brown and white at some point. Right. Right. We don't know when, but he could be, yeah. I mean, you know, he, we could be headed for like a, like a showdown with like a, a young El- a young uh, Palpatine in a, in a clone body or something. And I mean, he, we could be headed for like a lot of showdowns yeah, with that know. character. And surely there's going to be like some uh, testing of his metal in the future still that might add up to more reasons why we saw him the way we saw him right in the last Jedi. Right. right. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think like I would, I would argue that to echo um, what Michael said is that like, or maybe you say it differently is that I think there's a deliberate use of that black and that style of hit of hit that he carried. That is to suggest that like it's, he's a little scary. And just leave it at that. Like, you know, and there's a lot they could play with in the future on that if they want. And even Luke's probably scared himself. He doesn't know all this stuff. He's the only one. He doesn't talk to me. I would really love to see him <laughs> yeah. meet Ahsoka. Yeah. He says he oh, has. God. I, I, because Ahsoka would know that um, Anakin was redeemed at that point then and not say the things he said, she said to oh, right. um, Mando yeah, when, she said, when she said, you know, I've seen what attachment does. I'm, know, I'm guessing that's did, coming. Yeah, I, I'm guess I'm hopefully I hopefully it does come in the Ahsoka series. Um, yep. So uh, quickly, let's kind of jump to the front a little bit. So they they get Doctor Pershing. Those two guys. I, I really like the opening scene where they they you know yeah Boba Fett um, uses the ion cannon and, and hits the uh, shuttle Tidarium, whatever the hell it, I don't know the name of it, but that's just what they use for <laughs> the Jedi and. That really good exchange between the Emperor Fallout pilot and Cara Dune. And again, they went another way of humanizing the uh, Empire and its followers and saying that, like, do you know how many millions were lost in those? Millions mm-hmm. of people were killed in those things. You know, your planet's a small, small price to pay. You know, and then she fires and kills him and shoots the guy's ear too. For killing terrorists. Yeah, they they call him yeah for killing terrorists. So, um, I don't know. I, I I like what they're doing there. I like that they're kind of like bringing a little bit of, you know, it's not maybe it's not just a stormtrooper. You know, it's a it's a FN one two three six whatever the hell Finn's number was. But you know what I mean? There's people in there. Yeah, yeah. That that's the famous uh, clerks. It is right brought to life and um yeah it's cool like we're just ra- rounding out the story a little bit and rounding out like god when i was a kid i never thought about anybody actually dying in the blowing in the in the destruction of the death star no why would you you're a kid yeah but it's, a, bad, it's guys it, it's it, there's more color and depth to all of it if if we take all of it into consideration which is i think really interesting yeah and then they go to what, what planet? They went back to the planet um, where 
Boca Town was? Was that it was still the, that ocean planet, right? Or was that a different place? Hard to say. Yeah, it was. It was. You know what? I did see a video on it. It was some place else. Um, okay. Only because they showed like a power factory or something, and it had the symbol cool. of the old republic on it. Now, if you look in the sky, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or not, but it looked like a Millennium Falcon was flying out of there. <laughs> awesome. When there's, a, there's a couple of shots. Um, but it was kind of, it was nice to see, you know, there was a really good exchange between Boba Fett and Bo-Katan and, and uh, you know, he goes, you're not Mandalorian. He says, I never said I was. <laughs> but we all did. did. But he did. No, but he did. No, no. He, he never said he was a Mandalorian. He just said it was his father's. And his fa- he said his father was a foundling. But Boba Fett never said he was, I am a Mandalorian. He just said it was my armor. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's his style to keep it like I'm not really I don't answer to anybody. Yeah, I'm me. And yeah, clearly that that shows at the end of this thing. He walks um, his own path, but he does have scruple, or he does have uh, not integrity. I guess integrity because he said he did what he said he was going to do, and I thought maybe Boba Fett would turn in this. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like I don't know why he would, but you know, he's, I didn't trust him. Trust him. Uh, but he made his deal with, with to help him get back the kid and he did that and he was out and he didn't stop that deal. Now, where he, where he, what happened when he flew away? We don't know. Right. I don't know. He just jumped out of height speed and then came back. But I thought it was a really cool scene where they were fighting. She goes, I've heard your voice a thousand times. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> that was a good scene. I like that. It was, it was an awesome scene. He's that, that actor is great. Um, Tamara. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think he's. Dude, like I, so much more advanced uh, performance from him, I feel like than the, than back in the old days, and uh, I really feel like he shines as one of the best actors in this thing. His timing and his delivery are just amazing, and all of his little moments, I, I love it. Like I, I think Boba Fett has been infused with so much more personality and depth all of a sudden. I know great. it's awesome, and in in in. I'm I'm glad they're having that that show that series, yeah. the book of Boba Fett. I'm excited for that now. I I really didn't need it, and I don't I still don't quite quote need it. We don't need any of this stuff. No. We just want it. No. Um, but I'm looking forward to like I really hope they get into the gangster underworld and be a different kind of show and different kind of heroes and yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Could there be a well? This is afterwards. You might see Lando. You might see little. Uh, now, boy, if they de-age a Han Solo, that would be something. They do that again. I'm thinking That's, the the book of Boba Fett's going to be more in line with what we kind of thought Mandalorian was originally going to be, mm-hmm, and right. that we're going to see that that underbelly of bounty hunters and other kind of scourge mm-hmm. among the universe, and maybe even some remnants of the uh, the various crime organizations. Right, and I, I think it's cool. And I'll I don't care if it's fan service or not. I want to see Bosk. I want to see Dengar. <laughs> you know, I think I, I think my my big takeaway on what they just announced, and then Boba Fett, and then the Mandalorian in total, is that once again, and this is you know, Joe, you you can relate to this, just that like creativity is is this you know unknowable kind of like well, where is this going to go, and how good is it going to be, and right. it makes it makes business people very nervous. And I know, um, so you start doing something like these one off movies, and one of them stumbles, and then. I mean, but out of the gate, they, Rogue One was a humongous success. Yeah, it was a good movie. And they yeah. jumped to these conclusions about like, well, this just must not work this way. And it's like, no, nah, you just made a movie that for whatever reason, like didn't resonate with everybody. Right. 
and like solo let's say which was a good movie right. but um i like it yeah they and then they but they use that as a as a way of thinking about the whole business when it's just like it like the mandalorian doesn't prove that star wars works for tv it proves that that show with those ideas and that writing and that cast works really well right what they can do though here's the here's the beauty of tv they can pivot quickly it's one. I didn't like that episode. Right. I like. Yeah, I like right. this episode better. I like this. You know, even right. this season, people are like, I didn't like this spider episode. But yeah, I know another one's coming. Well, <laughs> but they. they I, I think they suddenly feel like that they've given themselves permission, or the investors yeah. maybe have permission now to say it's okay to go ahead and make all these series. But I think like a Boba Fett series, like you're saying, like you don't have to have it, but like if they make it really good, you're going to freaking love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, I, I'm, I'm, I have all confidence in the world because it's a Filoni Favreau production. I'm, I'm fine. And yeah. Rodriguez. And, yeah. Rodriguez oh is going to be the director of the whole thing. So it's like, it's going to be a long movie is really what it is on a, de- on a decent budget. Well, even, even consider solo for a second. I'm one of the people that I actually really liked solo and mm-hmm. I, I get why some people didn't, but if you look at solo, if you edit it just right, it could be a TV show. There's nothing oh, sure. really massive in there, like in Rogue One or in the any of the sequel or prequel or whatever sure. or the original trilogy. That is, you know, huge and massive. It's not a huge story. That could very easily be a three or four episode show, right? Mm-hmm. So I want I want to get back to um, real quick. Uh, Din Djarin himself and Mandalorian. Yeah, I think what could happen is, you know, what happens we've talked about Lucas obviously takes a lot of air, right? That's a big deal, which is why, you know, you don't want him in every episode. They, they use him. He's good. I don't at this point in other stories, I don't really need to see Luke right now. They can figure out how to do that later. Even if it's five years from now, I'm kind of good right now. I'm, I'm saying that now, but um <laughs> But the point is, podcast from now, Joe will be saying, "Man, I know folks need to come right back." Yeah, (laughs) but the power of that scene at the end, as well, with with Dinjarin and him giving up Grogu or giving him permission to go, and when Grogu touches his helmet, he takes his helmet off, and it just mirrors so much Return of the Jedi of like, "Let me look at you with my own eyes, from father to son." Oh yeah. It was just so damn good. And Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. without saying a word, I mean, he's, I mean, he's acting to a puppet and I'm fucking tearing up because, you know, my wife and Michelle's like, oh my God, this is so sad. I'm going to cry. You know, like this is a puppet. We, they got us, you know, that's how good, you know, Pedro Pascal was in that scene. And, and that was so well directed. It was just. Oh killer God. man it was killer and it and you you just feel it in your bones that he's just giving everything up but he did it for the right reason and he, he you know he even tells him don't be afraid you know i don't know i really such thought it was powerful moment. such a great I, I really thought that was the best i mean i got more emotional watching that than i did anything else including luke you know yeah. by far i mean it was because it was just a really human uh even though it's not both human right. but <laughs> very real emotional moment happened there and uh if you think about it that's the only time we've ever really seen a healthy father-son relationship in the in the series right like has there been another it's always the wanting of the father but there's never been like hey i'm taking care of you and i love you and i'm I'm here for you and right 
Oh, I never and, heard of What does Star Wars have against dads? <laughs> oh my God, a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you. That's yeah. why we all like it so much because we all have our dad issues, and we're you know we it's want true. we want Luke Skywalker. We want the perfect dad, like Luke Skywalker, to be there for us, and um, yeah, and the struggle for that is kind of ongoing and epic. And I think for for two seasons of a show, we actually had a, a healthy father son relationship. Right. Like they actually, that's love. Like those two, like that's crazy. We'd never see that in Star Wars. Like those two people loved each other and they, and they still will. And that bond was something to see, you know? And now at the end of all this, he's got the dark saber and (laughs) you know, we, we, I'm assuming that season three is going to be some kind of, you know, uh, Mandalore, fight or you know try and save that planet for whatever we don't know what they're saving it from because the empire is technically gone so what right you know what it's going to be a game of thrones ish kind of who's on the on the throne i don't think din wants to be there anyways um but it was pretty interesting uh you guys both watch all the stuff around the dark saber from rebels to and everything or no I've seen some of it. Yeah, because Michael, you haven't seen Rebels, I watched right? I watch a video, so I know enough. All right. Well, I mean, a lot of people are like, you know, why why doesn't she accept the dark the dark saber now when she accepted it from Sabine? I heard and about I say, that. So I, here's my take, and maybe it'll help clear some things up. But this is how I see it. Uh, Sabine didn't fight anybody for that sword either. She found it and Darth and Dathomir, which mm. was you know, so she just had it. Uh, she gave it to Bo-Katan she was the rightful heir without argument and her, people around her accepted her taking it she had followers and, and she took it and, and, and started to rule. My guess is she lost the Darksaber to combat from Moff Gideon and now the only way she can get it back is through combat like because she Over actually time. lost yeah, I'm guessing that at some point she actually did lose it by combat, and that's why she can't get it back by just giving it to her. So, I don't, I don't know where that's going to lead, but you know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes traditions must die, throw the past out, right? <laughs> right. And then you've got the reluctant, um, the reluctant king, which I think usually makes for a really good king or a really good ruler, right? Um, type and that's what mando is like he's standing there with this freaking uh dark saber he doesn't want and oh, a lot of responsibility yeah now he's moses right he was an orphan <laughs> right he's king arthur an orphan i mean that's the same can you imagine he, had, he was laser focused on saving this child the second he does he has to give it over to this all-powerful godlike figure who then you know takes him away and leaves him kind of helpless and there's nothing mando could do about it anyway and and then, and he's stand, he's standing there with the sword in his hand that makes him the ruler of his own home world, and that just transpired in like thirty minutes time, you know. Well, I'm curious is if there's ever going to be a, a Jedi Mandalore, Mandalorian, because that's how the sword was made to begin with. Oh right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think that you know Din Djarin has force abilities. I don't mean that, but yeah. uh, I don't, I, but you know that's how the thing started in the first place. That so, could be Grogu, I guess. Could be if he's a foundling, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty big sword for him, though. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works out. <laughs> were, were you guys surprised that the episode left you at a crossroads where you really didn't know where the hell, like, like somebody that I know asked me, oh, so I suppose Mando's off the show now. And it's because they assumed the show was going to follow Baby Yoda. I mean, how do you guys feel about the crossroads that the show ended up at? Well, so there was some clarification on that. I know there a lot of people started thinking, wait a sec. They announced a Boba Fett show. Does that mean that's really the third season? Is that it? And Lucasfilm basically had to come out and say, no, there's, there are two unique shows. We're still doing The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. The Boba Fett show. Uh, sounds like, what, Boba Fett's going to come out first, then The Mandalorian? Uh, something along those lines. Roughly, so, yeah. Yeah. So I guess my take on it is pretty much what Joe said already. You kind of had to break the mold with letting Grogu go in that it can't be uh, three, four, five seasons of space. Um, uh, what is it? Um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Right. 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 You can't, right. you can't keep doing that. Cause like Joe said, you're going to have repeats. It's going to be like, Oh, how is Grogu in trouble now? Who has stolen him now? You know, right. How does he have to rescue him again? So I'm thinking three, season three is going to be Mandalorian specific, not necessarily him, but also like we saw in the other Mandalorians. And I think it has to, I think it has to take a turn to stay creative and interesting. That's my take on it. What do you, what do you think, Joe? I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I think it's, it's actually the smartest thing they could do is break this up in, 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 and push us in a different direction. Now we know that there's going to be some story about Mandalore. We know that's coming. We also know that we have Ahsoka that's happening at the same time. Who's in the hunt for grand Admiral Thrawn. We know that there's, uh, the Boba Fett series again around the same time. So we're going to see more underbelly of what's happening politically, I think. And then there's Rangers of the new Republic or Rangers of the, Rangers of the Republic, right. And that supposedly is right after Return of the Jedi as well. So we're going to see that's the cop show. That's the, you know, chips of, of Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> um, Why don't they just so call think, troops? <laughs> yeah. And, and they did say at the Disney event that there's it could culminate into one giant story come together kind of thing almost. And, um, you know, we have not seen the last of Grogu, number one. No. Will happen again. I don't know if it where or when, but I, you know, uh, but I, I like that they broke this up and we don't know where it's going to go. And, um, we'll get to learn more about Din Djarin. And now obviously he's, he is not going to be part of the watch anymore. He, he's changed his ways. He's taken his helmet off. So he can't tell them that he hasn't. So he's, he's out. So he's got to deal with that. So does that mean they try to kill him? And now he's got no no alliances, but he's got the dark sleep. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's in a weird spot and I think it's going to be great to see how he has to deal with his own life. Now I think he's been putting off his own life and it's been easy for him because he's focused on the child's life, but now he's got to deal with his own issues. That's true. And it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with those own issues. And, and we're going to, we're going to learn more about his characters and it's going to be great. I think it's, it's time that we learn more about him. Um, and I think it's going to be good. I think it's be good. And I also think that it's brilliant in that you have this character in Grogu, who which I do not think that Kylo Ren is going to kill Grogu or Ben. No, 
Definitely not. You have a character now that can transcend the years, right? Much like Yoda, because Yoda is going to be in the High Republic. We know that through the books, which takes place earlier. Now we have somebody that could take place 400 years after Rise of Skywalker, and he's in middle age, right? So, and I think that's smart. smart It really is. (laughs) They've got a thousand year spine just right in front of them right now. Right. It's perfect. And, you know, obviously droids can live forever if you keep fixing them and the parts are there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, you know, you could have have R2 down the road with Grogu. Who the hell knows? Um, How cool would it be? Interesting, right? Like, what if, like, imagine in 10 or 15 years, like, some new Star Wars fans discovering Star Wars with a trilogy set around, you know, Baby Yoda's more mature yep. character with Ray and all kinds of stuff in the future. And then they get to go back and watch these Mandalorian episodes and watch that character's like humble origins, you know? Wouldn't it be sweet? I, I do, I would be interested to see how Grogu talks. Like, did Yoda, <laughs> did Yoda learn the way he talked because he was on that planet or wherever he's from? Or, I mean, what if Yoda, what if Grogu just talks like, Luke talks, <laughs> you know, who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> right. And not in that weird prose of Yoda, Yoda right. wisdom. Right. Um, but I mean, we have so much to look forward to. Um, you know, speaking yeah. of the other shows that we brought up, Chris, is there any show that you're looking forward to more than the other? Yeah, actually there is. And I have to, I mean, God, it's like a buffet of riches, right? Like it's just ridiculous. It's all great, but I think the one that just because of its weirdness and its uniqueness gets to me the most, which is the Acolyte. Yes, you're right there with me. <laughs> and I, I believe that they are subtly saying, they said like it takes place at the end of the High Republic, which mm-hmm. happened to be just before the Phantom Menace. And I know from reading like the Darth Plagueis Legends book yep. that that is like the, you know, where there's a Darth Tenebris teaching Plagueis and then Plagueis teaches Palpatine. And then we're, you know, we're off and running. And I think like we're landing in that time zone. And I don't doubt for a second that we're not going to see some of those characters. And like, that's wicked. I mean, it's, it's going to be a bunch of darkness in star Wars and we never get to spend time there. So I, I really hope so. I, I hope they bring Bane into it. Who sets up the rule of two. I don't know where he, I can't remember where he fits in the timeline though. Um, uh, but those are great books too. The Darth Bane books are so damn good. Um, they're almost like Conan in a way. Yeah. He's like Conan, um, which that actually that last shot from Boba Fett getting on the throne, uh-huh. it was exactly the same shot as Conan from the end of like at, at the, when they show that last scene from all the Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's just on the throne. It's just it just felt very Conan to me. Oh, that's funny. I, I thought that they were. That felt like something reverential. That's funny that uh, a referential. That's interesting. Because it looks like a class, such a classic moment where he sits there like, Oh yeah, it was. Okay, uh, now what? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, my question here is, so he obviously goes back to Jabba's palace, which apparently has not been Jabba's palace for 30 years. Bye. Was, um, yeah. Bib's been running Bye. things. Right. But we know that Boba was on Tatooine for we don't know how long. I assume he hasn't been there for 30 years. But if he has been there for 30 years already, you know, when we saw him at the end of episode one of this season, um, why did he wait till now? It's only five years, though, Michael. Remember? Yeah. 
We're just five years. I'm out sorry, five years. Sorry, my bad. I was thinking yeah, the he, next series of films. Sorry, five years. But still, but he did spend a lot. That's a lot of time. No, I, that's a good question. Like, he's what has he been doing? <laughs> well, we don't know. We, we'll, we'll have to figure it out. It, it could be possible that um, he's just now healed. Uh huh. We don't know what that Starlight did to him. Maybe he just maybe we'll find out in the book of Fett. I, I, I'm assuming we're going to see some flashbacks that like somebody dragged him out of that thing. Where he got out and he was been in a back to tank. Who the hell knows? Yep. It I think what's nice about right now is that I think, and tell me if you guys agree with this. Like, you feel really. I mean, I'm always confident in the Star Wars filmmakers because I just that's I give blind trust to <laughs> whoever's doing this because I trust that they know what they're doing. We had this discussion. In Austin, I remember it. I'm like, I don't think they do. (laughs) You're like, no, no, they got a plan. They have to have a plan. I'm like, I don't think these guys have a plan. Yeah, and I think that that's been debatable, but I think think for the first time in a long time, it feels like that's not debatable anymore. And I, do you guys feel like that? I think these people know, I think these particular Filoni and Favreau have a plan. I don't know where the Patty Jenkins movie fits in because that takes place, I think, in past, uh, Rise of Skywalker, I believe. Um, and everything else is, you know, the Acolyte. We don't know who's... The, the, it's not produced or has anything to do with um, Favreau and them. Now, if they come back and say, okay, well, Favreau and Filoni are going to be this, the, the, the Kevin Feige of this and make sure the stories are all working, cool. Um, we've had this discussion plenty of times in our... In fact, a couple of podcasts ago. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to give Kathleen Kennedy credit for giving us The Mandalorian. She... Greenlit it and made it happen, mm-hmm. and she got out of the way of stories. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, now it just depends. It just depends on how are they going to have some synergy of of thoughts? Because I think you know it's done right right now, um, and I have all the confidence in the world that Patty Jenkins is going to do a great job on that film, and I have all the confidence that Taika Waititi is going to make a great film. I hope they all, you know, somehow revert back to Favreau and Filoni and say, well, this is really good about the story. At least Filoni, like use him as a, as a North star. Cause I think he knows the universe better than anybody. If, you know, after having worked with Lucas for so long. Mm-hmm. They, they must've, I mean, they, they've proved themselves. Can you imagine how high Favreau and Filoni are right now? Just having, you know, sailed out of that season two and, and they've created the most, some of the most popular characters in the world. They've brought, Back some of the most popular characters in the world. The investors are happy. They're saving Disney. Like, in their dude, they brought toys back. Like, where's the fucking Rise of Skywalker toys? What? Yeah, None. Seriously. Where's Where's my? Know. You know, where's the the Last Jedi toys? They're like, eh, you know what I mean? I like, there's not. It just didn't do that. I know. Force Awakens did. Force Awakens brought a lot. Well, they're, they're br- with, I mean, uh, Rise of Skywalker toys. You just need to dig up your old Star Wars toys. <laughs> because <laughs> they copied everything <laughs> but they but these guys have i mean it's it's pretty i'm sure everyone is i mean they're these guys are going to become like the most powerful men in the media industry because you know disney they're saving disney they're oh my god I mean, yeah holy christ like the importance of what they ended up doing because of the pandemic like creating baby yoda and all these things that are phenomenons like that's that's what star wars needed man and then can you imagine being paid and read and getting the, the task of getting this episode right? Yeah, I, no kidding. I can't believe Favreau didn't do it. 
like just because I get to direct. I'm sure he was on set, obviously. But, yeah. But yeah, like what a great, you know, it would have been awesome though. Wouldn't have been something if, if, if it came out like directed by George Lucas, the last one, that would have been some <laughs> shit. People yeah. would have fucking lost their ass. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pacing of that unveil though, as you alluded to before, Joe was so spectacular. And like, that's, uh, you have to give that credit to, to Peyton or yeah, whoever, you know, and For probably sure. that whole team. But like, what a nice, like, just that, wait, what? And then like, wait, what? And then like, you know, and, and all those reaction videos, you can watch how everyone has like their threshold for when they're just like, oh yeah, that's Luke Skywalker. It's great. You got to watch them. <laughs> oh, that's like pure, like that. I stumbled upon that and was like, this is the funnest thing I've seen on the internet in like a decade. You know, in this year has been so emotional for so many things from COVID elections and just there's we're so drained that I think that played a lot into this too. It's like we're just so like waiting for something that's positive, like some kind of hero to get us out of all this shit. And it just hit that too. Like there's just so much happening. It was just we needed it. It was just like when the original Star Wars came out. There was all like shit movie that shit movies all down and out movies, man. You're talking Godfather, you're talking, you know, Apocalypse Now. Like this is this there's no fun. You know? And and I think some right now, usually when times are really bad is when the fun stuff has to come because people need it the most. And that's when Star Wars came out. It was at a time when you're coming off Vietnam War and shit was bad. Nobody had any positive thoughts about the country and or yeah. the way life was. And Star Wars brought it back. It, it was a hope, you know. And I think that's just how this kind of played into everything yeah. that's going on right now. No, I think I think and I think it's it's very easy for um, like my wife will laugh at you know, my reaction to seeing Luke or like, or the reaction videos we're talking about. And just because it, it, at the end of the day, it's easy to say, well, like, it's just, it's, it's this, you know, goofy science fiction movie that my wife loves too, of course, and was affected by it. But, but when you really step back and like what you just said, Joe, it's like, at some point, we don't have a lot of things we can point at that really carry our psychic, you know, journeys in this modern era that we live in but one of the things we do have are some of these gigantic stories that um this certainly represents and luke is just a unique moment um and a unique symbol for almost everybody in the world and it's it's just kind of a weird thing that that's what it is and how powerful that really is like you're saying like it 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 can do a lot for people in a mm -hmm. weird way yeah, just to feel good for 30 minutes afterwards. You're just like, wow, so such a great. And it's funny because in this time of streaming, there's no, it's almost like a, it's very hard to get everybody to do something all at once because, but it just felt like this wave of like building up of, of must-see TV and watch it together. And, you know, we can't do it in the movie theater. Like I tell you right now, I, I would pay some good money to have all those episodes season one and season two and watch them at a theater. Yeah. Hell yeah. That would be, that would be fun. Okay. So that's what eight hours total. Okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe a lot. that's, that's a lot of episodes. We're, that's like no, a trilogy a year. We're getting like a trilogy worth of movies almost a year. Yeah. With this, with this show. It's staggering to, how and, much and, Star Wars that is. 
Well, you know what? I'll give it, it technology has helped us, right? Because they can shoot on different cameras. Everything's so much slightly easier. That that set that they built is yeah. going to make things easier. It, it looks better than any TV that's ever been done before. Um, it's, I mean, TV right now is just awesome. Like, who'd have thought that television would be such a big medium? It yep. used to be so frowned upon by movie people, you know, as as the peasant of, of storytelling. And now it's like... Well, it's pretty hard to get my story into a theater because you have to have a fucking Avengers movie to make any money at the movie theater. So I could do all these cool small stories here and without anybody interfering. It's it's actually perfect for content creators. Like it's brilliant and and you can take chances. And so what? Okay, well, Boba Fett had one season. We're done. We're good. We'll move on to the next one if we didn't like it. You know what I mean? No right. one will get upset. Not to say it's going to be bad. I'm just saying like, you know, if it yeah. does falter. If it does falter. Um, what other characters? Have, have I missed anything that we want to cover? Do you like, so do you, do you guys get the sense that, um, that like, so there's a couple like that. The, one of the main goals right now out in, in Lucasfilm is to just go ahead and make as many movies between now and the sequel trilogy timeline. And um, do you guys think that they're going to, Bring, like, are they going to make a? Sh- there's like rumors of a Luke show. Do you think that they're going to end up with a trilogy of movies that like blows it all out of the water with like people like Luke? Or what do you guys think is? Um, game? I, I again, I I don't need a trilogy of Luke stuff. I I I would be happy with snippets like this until they figure out what they want to do. I would be a little happier if they went way, way in the past. I hope this High Republic book comes out in a, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to have to read that at the same time as our other book club, Michael. Um, but uh, I kind of hope they go in eras that are technically not Skywalker. I want to see them expand and I want new heroes and I want new villains and I want that kind of thing. I want to, I want to see some scope personally. Michael, what about you? I'm okay with a dash of Luke now and then in the shows. And I, I've seen the rumors. You know, the big rumor right now, once again, is that Sebastian Stan is being courted to do a mm-hmm. Skywalker show. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I, I think right now it's just wishful thinking on the internet's part. Mm-hmm. Could it work? Sure. I wouldn't mind a show along those lines. But as far as the movies, I, I'm good with the standalone movies. You know, Rogue Squadron yeah. sounds awesome. Yep. I don't know that we need another trilogy, and if we do, stay the fuck away from the Skywalkers. I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What What if it was something? Do you think that they're gunning for like the Thrawn trilogy to kind of end up making that? Almost? It's possible. It could be one. It could be a one movie thing. I, you know, I don't know if they'll bring in Heir to the Empire stuff. They could. I mean, we could get a whole Mara Jade thing. We could get a whole. Uh-huh. You know, boy, you're 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 dancing in some fun spots there. Um, oh my god, there's so much there. I, nothing you know, really I happened in the sequel trilogy. Did anything happen in the sequel trilogy that rules out like big stuff happening in between? No, no. I, I think other than Sith, no. Yeah, I don't think you could have Sith. Interesting. No um, Sith, but. I mean, the New Republic seems pretty well established in the sequel trilogy, so I could see something maybe coming up along this timeline 
when the New Republic is still weak. And we've seen already seen hints of that with the New Republic can't really control the rim. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see them. Like, either of you read the the book Bloodlines, which is a f- really great book. Yes, yes. Like that's a fantastic political story. That is yes. that is the um, Winter Soldier of of uh, yeah. uh, of Star Wars could be, so to speak, because it, it it's really good. Like I can see them going there, and that's in between. I'm not sure how much. I can't remember where in the timeline it was. Ben um, Solo was about seven years old, something like that. No, this was a little later than that, I think, because it was. Was it okay? Because Ben, this is when Ben finds out more about his his heritage. family's past, his heritage, yeah. and hence the title. And I think it's roughly about six years before the Force Awakens. Okay, when he has his falling. So out. he's probably ten-ish, ten or eleven, something no. like that. No, wait, no, because he's about. Isn't he like twenty something in? I thought he was nineteen, like Luke's age. I thought they were both around nineteen. I guess Ray and okay Ben, but yeah, tw- I mean, so you know, ish like coming of age finds yeah. out bad stuff. Thirteen, which is probably the toughest age, right? Well, it's somewhere around there. You could imagine. I mean, I I could have imagined that the 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 trilogy we got could have started there because I think things that happen in that book are so significant to the yeah. story that it does help orient you in the whole thing. You know, Same with like, the Aftermath series. True, yeah. I yeah, read so, one of those. Oh, the first one's the worst one. <laughs> so oh, if you can get, if you can get, problem. if you can get through that one, um, the rest it really kicks in. It ends up being a really good story. Cool. So go back to it okay. if, when when you find the time. I will. So, but there's not much. Yeah. You, so you've got that timeline, um, I guess. But we we you know if they do it to try and bolster the the sequel series then I don't, I don't know i don't want him to spend time there right now I'd, I'd like to see some really new stuff and new like i want to see jedi and i want to see like i you know that's the problem like the sequel <laughs> series there's there's no fucking jedi right so you know I, they're really they ba- i wish they're they really had bad the really bad sword fights too like they're just bad <laughs> in the in the sequel trilogy yeah i thought those were okay i thought they, they were that, great nah, the only one i, I like is the 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 throne room fight, fight. Other than that, forgettable. Hmm. Even the last well, one. I didn't think one. Ray was very good at it. Um, it's not her fault, but it has nothing to do with her. I think she's a great actress. It's just I just didn't think they were because they were like fairly new at it. She's right. better with the staff. Like the staff fighting was great, but like the sword. You know, I don't. I don't it want to think about it too much. It is funny how much they've they shy away from the Jedi's stuff. Like where mm-hmm. you, you could have a bunch of Jedi, like you could have had Finn could have been a Jedi and you could have had a bunch of like Knights of Ren holding lightsabers. I mean, you could have had like groups of people fighting like that. And I think that would have been really cool, but they just, you know, for that's like six movies where there's basically like one person who can wield a lightsaber. Right. Right. That's what I mean. It was missing. Like if you're going to have this Academy that, that Luca had then there should be more like it could have they just could have done it better there's just there's a lot of ways they could have done it and um they decided not to so clearly you know again they give directors the freedom to decide what they wanted to do and that's that's what that's what came of it and it wasn't um it wasn't planned it just wasn't it's clear it wasn't planned it is raining star wars now i just can't believe like God, it's like 
that's just you, great. You know what much. too though? The the monkey off their back is the four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Like they got their money back a long time ago. So now it's like, okay. You know, so there's a lot of pressure. Like, I'm not gonna deny it. There's a lot of pressure to make that money back. Oh my god. I can't imagine the Force Awakens pressure. And the Mandalorian pressure was probably so massive. I'll be I'll be interested to find out if they take Galaxy's Edge and bring it back to like and turn that place into Navarro instead of whatever <laughs> it is. What is it now? Oh my god. Box gonna, or something. Yeah. Like wouldn't it be cool if they just made it Navarro and brought it back to the age of like Mando? Yeah, oh, oh my god, go get your own Grogu dial down there. Make, make a shit ton of money down there. And, and Disney, if you're listening, I just want 1.5%. I'll take half a percent. I think all you need, yeah, you need like a fraction. That's all you need. <laughs> the, uh, no, the, the, and the cool stuff that has been introduced, um, it's just undeniably fun. Like, this, like, I mean, the Boba, like Boba Fett coming back, Robert Rodriguez directing that episode was absolutely outstanding and uh it just shows you like it's so easy to do you know this quote-unquote fan service thing um extremely well and extremely poorly and it just doesn't matter like what you want to label it it's just like mm-hmm. the story good are the characters awesome um the i i love uh Cara, Cara dune's character i love yep. um Fennec Shand, I love, I mean, I, I just think they're all like, it's just cool. It's like, this is like the Star Wars I wanted when I was a little kid, for sure. The Grief you know? Karga, or Apollo Grief Karga is awesome. Yeah, I love I love that guy. Yeah, and they great. confirmed Fennec's going to be in the Bad Batch. Yeah, her, 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 oh, her yeah, early right. story, yep. Well, Ming-Na actually said, my voice, she's voicing the character on. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But we're probably going to see her origin. Yep. Speaking speaking of her, like the weird thing about the Boba Fett thing was did 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 he just disappear? And then he comes back and picks her up, and then he goes to Tatooine. Like I guess that's the point, yeah. Or they all met back, weird. or they all, all met back at where they first went and picked up the Mandalorians, whatever right. that planet that was. They could have just went there from, you know. I assume there's think, a few shuttles on that star destroyer. Like they have that star destroyer, right? That's theirs. It's right, Bo-Katan's right. now, right? So they can. Like, do you think? Well, yeah, that's you, right. Would you have enjoyed? So if Luke came into that room and Boba was there, what do you think would have happened? I think, somebody, I think it would take about two seconds for um, <laughs> Boba to get his ass kicked. Is what I think. But what, what? But he would have to make the choice between honoring the deal with the child and Mando, or getting some vengeance on Luke Skywalker. Right. Which he might have felt like he couldn't get anyway because Luke would slice him down. Oh, he would Maybe. be destroyed. <laughs> so, like, what if he had, you know, been like, you got, you saw this great shot of like Boba standing there, like fidgeting, and then Luke recognizing him, and then them both deciding, like, let's keep this chill, and it's about the kid. Yeah, that could have been really cool. I'm, I wonder what they, I want, they really, they went out of their way to make sure he wasn't there. Yeah, I think because of that, like, I how think do you that was the that? best course of action. Yeah, it? and then Luke could have said, like, hey. Han says hello. <laughs> right. Oh, <my> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, just a little, a little dust up, and then he leaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is that argument of like this galaxy is pretty small. These For characters sure. keep running into it, but I mean, again, they had a big antenna to draw Luke into there. So, and that's a, yeah, that's the thing too is like when when big stuff is happening on a global scale, like there's like not everyone's involved in that. You know what right. I mean? 
power players shake, you know, people, it shakes up to us often to a, you know, a couple dozen people that are, I don't know. It kind of makes sense to me, but to, uh, to a degree. Yeah. To a degree. I, I gotta tell you, I, I hope they bring back um, Mayfield in Rangers of the Republic or something. I didn't think I would. My, I'm not a big Bill. I mean, a Bill Burr is fine, but you know, it's pretty tough to get that Boston accent. Like he's, you know, but man, he was great in that, that the episode prior. <laughs> yeah. I love, um, I, yeah. I love that character. He's but, a good antihero. So I, yeah. I like, I'd like to see him come back when he's there. I mean, he brought a human element mm-hmm. to the empire that we all knew was there, but you know, Bill Burr's known for being a comedian that says outrageous things, but for him to sell the humanity of the empire was impressive acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That scene was awesome when he was bo- like starting to boil up in that conversation. Oh. That was really cool. What a weird uh, little setup they did where he's taunting Mando about right and wrong and, you know, how everyone's got their line and this, that, and the other. And then Mando steps over his and takes his helmet off. And then, and then he immediately drops him. Burr, Bill, Bill Burr's character drops himself into a showdown where he's going to find his line. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, yep. You know, I, here, here's the, probably the biggest testament I can say for John Favreau. I don't think anybody casts better than him right now. I mean, clearly he's casting all these people. He's the producer. He's the overall director. I don't think, you know, each episode, the, the, the director that's coming in is doing the casting. I think it's, you know, Favreau. I mean, this guy hits home runs picking people. I mean, you can go all the way back to Elf, you know? He he just knows how to cast. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Because even Will Ferrell wasn't much of a sure thing when Elf was made. No, Zoe Dash, no. Um, right. But I mean... I'm going to take Robert Downey Jr. What? That guy's a fucking has-been. Why right. would you bring him Iron Man? That's crazy. Really? <laughs> Look what that did. That gave, what, Marvel billions? And um, I, yeah, Downey I mean, Jr., hundreds of millions. Just right? Where, yeah, right. Where John Favreau is right now, though, is just weird. I mean, to, to have done that with Iron Man, then to have done this, um, the guy is just, he's going to be like an unstoppable force now, you know? Not just that. He makes me want to eat. Like, I watch his show on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to think, a guy that wrote a movie about a breakup. Yeah, Swingers. Yeah. He wrote that movie, and now he's writing the future of Star Wars. I mean, what a leap, but it, it works. Yeah, he's done a lot. I mean, but I mean, his talent for casting is amazing. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I didn't think Bill Burr would work, but they found a way to make it work. I didn't think, you know, Apollo Creed, what? Carl Weathers, that's strange. Okay. I will say this. Uh, so, Carrie Dune, who's, you know, Gina Carano. Right. She's been in a couple movies already. In fact, I saw her movie, what was it, Havoc or something like that? Or Haywire or whatever it was called. And it's a Steven Soderbergh film. And everyone else in the film is fantastic. Gina Carano can kick everyone's ass, but she could not act herself out of a paper bag. Her acting is scratch the needle horrible in that film. So when I first saw she was cast in this, I think I even mentioned this, Joe, in one of my podcasts. I'm like, dude, she's fucking awful. She, she works. She's, she's redeemed herself. 
Yeah. Sometimes it takes directors that know just that do things. You know, I, I, you know, George Lucas arguably isn't that great of a director when it comes to actors. So, um, and so that brings me to Obi-Wan real quick. I want to, we didn't talk about that, uh, Chris, I love your thoughts on that with, with Hayden Christensen coming back. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's really cool. And I, I, I think they should go ahead and, um, they can retrofit how this works into the storyline so far, but I think letting, letting it be a Vader Kenobi kind of dynamic, um, through the, the series, I think is, is totally acceptable. Like I, I, I hope it's not a flashback. Um, I think it might be a little bit of both, right? Sure. But I just love, I would love it to be involved. Like, I think there's no reason not to like, yeah, do a lot of Darth in this one. What, What do you think about that? I, I'm trying to figure out, Michael and I talked about this last podcast too. And that's why I wanted to get your thoughts is that I think there's a line in Return of the Jedi. I think it's Return of the Jedi where, yeah, because Luke is saying there's much good in you, Father, I feel it. Because Obi-Wan once felt as you. Now, we don't know that. Obi-Wan never felt that until we didn't, we didn't know he felt that. So True. I'm thinking maybe it's that point where they have this kind of like, let's say, Ray Kylo force yes. talk, you know, this connection. And he feels Anakin and not Darth uh-huh. Vader. And he has an, I'm going to give it one last shot to save my friend. I don't know what that means, you know, uh, or maybe, maybe he's getting close to Leia or something Vader and he's got to go out there and protect Leia. It, who knows? He's got to leave planet off planet. He's got to confront yeah. Vader yeah. at some point. And I think it might be another try to turn his friend after what he, cause he's certainly feeling guilty oh, after totally. he took his legs and arm off. Right. And left him there. It was kind of a oh, dick geez. move and didn't just kill him. Um, well, he doesn't know that he's not, but he doesn't know he is not dead yet. Like, so we could, well, he, he does. Could find- he knows. Oh, he knows he because, he well, I mean, at this point, Vader's can't be like, he's not hidden from the world, right? Like, that's the Empire. Oh, that's true. That he knows that through the... So at some point, he finds out that, that Anakin survived, and now he's fully in this mechanical thing. Yeah, I think, I think uh, um, he, you know, he's, uh, where's that going? Is that Because he saw the tape of younglings being killed and him being called Darth Vader. Yeah, no, for sure. That's true. So I think he knows that he's out there, but I think it's it's the th- it's the Obi Wan trying to save him, and I don't know. And I think you might see flashbacks of him and some mm-hmm. Clone War stuff of building that camaraderie that we didn't quite see enough of on screen. We saw it on in the Clone Wars animation, but not necessarily in film for people. And then I think it's going to be him. I, I'm guessing. I have no idea. I, I think that makes sense. I mean, Kenobi would definitely have the instinct to give it a shot for sure. Like, oh my God, for sure. And I think that would be riveting to watch. I've also fantasized about, not that's not word. <laughs> I've also like dreamed about like, wait, is, is, is if Darth Maul is still alive in this time period? He's then, not. When is he in the Rebels? He, he dies Rebels? when Luke is roughly five. And this is 10 years. Oh, maybe. Depends on when, I suppose. It's 10 years after, so. Okay. Is that well, wouldn't it be cool be, if he, if he was 10? around? You, it could he, be. If he, yeah, cause if, and if he was around, he has a beef with, um, with Vader and the Emperor, uh, generally with, with the Emperor. And right. one could imagine where if the three of them faced off for some reason, well, it, it would be an insane be, yeah. um, three-way uh, battle, which would be just kind of scary to even It's imagine. a tough call because in Rebels is when Darth Maul 
knows that Kenobi's even alive. And then he goes right to Tatooine. So he just finds out in Rebels. um, And it's really good. Like super, super good storyline. You think they'll include that into this? I don't know. It's possible. And it's, 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 it's just an awesome moment. Um, If you haven't seen it, then I don't want to tell you about it. Um, I have. Yeah. I've I've watched it. Yeah. That uh, Michael, you haven't seen it though. Have you? Yeah. It's, it's 30 seconds. I've seen it. Yeah, it's awesome though. That's what I, well, that's what I like. I don't know what you watched. I can't remember what you know. I don't. You what? You say you didn't watch it, but then you know some of these things. So I know. I know what I need to know. I haven't watched the shows, but I watched the important parts. I cliff noted it. Got it. So um, I, I I don't want them to bring Maul into this. I'd love to see just the dichotomy of him maybe yeah. saving, trying to save Vader. That's I, cool. I think that's my order would go. I don't know. Who knows? I don't. I don't think it. I mean. I, I think it's the most likely thing because I just don't imagine a lot of interesting stuff going on with like Tuscan Raiders and yeah. looking after Luke like that. That that sounds pretty boring to me, honestly. Right. Um, but I think, I mean, Jesus, Obi-Wan Kenobi can leave that planet and still be like looking after Luke, quote unquote. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. even your parents leave sometimes. I mean, come on. So like there's a lot they could do. He, he can go anywhere really, right? Don't you think? Right. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I definitely think it could be something around Alderaan too. Like having to help oh, wow. Bail Organa because I don't know. He feels like there's a threat. I don't know. And how do you, yeah. And like, I mean, we've never really uh, uh, unpacked the, like th- this weird thing where like, like when Luke disappears and he's in the, in the sequel trilogy, it's like, what the hell is Luke doing? Why isn't he part of the fight? Yeah. Um, same with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. It's like, my God, there's two of you. Like, go do something. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll dig into that more and, like, make it and we'll understand why they held back, you know? Yeah, it'd be good to know. Cause, yeah, we're, I mean, he could communicate with Yoda. We could, we could hear Qui Gon Jinn in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he'll be in there. Yeah. For sure. I'm reading that Master and Apprentice book right now, which oh, is. Oh, good. Uh, Qui Gon and uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I, I heard it was good. Yeah, I like it so far. It's cool. Cool. What else? Am I missing anything else? But we got we're at an hour and twenty three already. That's that was fast. That's one of our longest episodes already. So Man. Mandalorian, big win, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. I think we all said it. It's the yeah. Star Wars that we've wanted. Do Do you think that? Where where would you rank this on your like all time Star oh, Wars moments? <laughs> moments? Hmm. Yeah, like in terms of like impact, like something that just matters and that you care about, um, you know, across the entire saga. Is it? Like- it's up there. It's top ten for sure. Maybe top five um, because you know there's some things I enjoyed of rise of of the sequel trilogies. None of the moments there except for Chewie were home. Um, is the only, the only other yep. thing. Um, I got to work on my Han Solo so I can do a Han Solo Lando, Michael. <laughs> I do enjoy your Lando. <laughs> um, oh, there's a Lando show. I forgot about that too. It's a well, show. I don't consider that a show unless I hear Donald Glover's been cast. Otherwise. I did hear that it could be. It's it might be both Billy D and Donald Glover. It might be one of those, like we were talking about, where Lando's just talking about, i got to tell you about a story. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of cut back. <laughs> if Donald Glover's not involved, I'm not interested. 
They kind of have to. They kind of have to. What's he doing anyways? It's all COVID. He's making money. Mick will make your money. Yeah. So. He does have that Emmy award-winning show, Atlanta. That he created. Yeah. Yeah. But I sure doesn't make money that Lando money. Well, no, it's not always about the money, though. Um, it, sure it is. <laughs> I, I, one thing I, I, I can't help but re- to restate, and I think, Joe, you made me think of it most as, originally, was... Um, that all, all this landing when it like this moment ca- happening with the Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker happening when it did. And, you know, like the, the helplessness, I think what's interesting about that episode and how they did all of that was they basically set up, you know, they put a baby in the middle of um, killers and bandits duking it out with evil empire. Right. Right. And here's this like innocent little child in the middle of all of that. Like that's pretty severe. And if there was, you know, if there was going to be an analogy to how we all feel in terms of helplessness or like the lost babe in the woods, like I think the whole world can identify with feeling like that right now. And um, for this to be the moment that all of that kind of lands and like you can only bring back that character like Luke Skywalker that happens like you know, that's they did that now. You know what I mean? Right. Like that doesn't happen all the time. So um, what yeah. an incredible moment for it to, to land. And I, I just is it just feels great. It's <laughs> going to be a, it's going to be a, 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 a tough hit of heroin to get that high again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And then on the other side of that, what if in some point in the near future, cause this will all be in the rear view and you, and you're just like, Oh yeah, well there's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like, can that ever happen? I don't know. It's possible. It's whatever they, uh, if they decide that, they want to move that forward. I think they have other fruit to bear though. Um, Cause you know, if you bring in Luke, you've got to talk about Leia. You got to talk about all three of them then. Cause they're a right. team. And then what happens to the team? Like it's, it's, it's right. tough. It's tough to unravel. I mean, you can do side missions, right? Um, but to have a series, that'd be tough. I, I think he's got to pop in and out if it's needed or, uh-huh. um, you know, do the other people pop in and out? Do you see a Chewbacca? You know, I don't know who the hell knows. Like, in Bount in Boba Fett, I don't know. And you know, then, they, go ahead. Sorry, I was saying, could they, I mean could they? I don't know if he's going to directly go after Han Solo or anything Boba Fett wise, but you know, what if they capture Chewie? I don't know who the oh. hell knows. You know, and and then I, somebody reminded me the other day that Bob Iger had said that too much Star Wars is not a good thing, and um, we have to be more careful with how much after the solo problem. Right. Yeah. And now that's just been flipped on its head. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like now they're just like, who said that, you know, like forget about it. Here's 10 yeah. shows and movies. I think they were just worried about the streaming is streaming going to be viable. They were worried uh-huh. and he, but they put a lot of money in that. And, um, you know, like anything, if the writing is good and it's done well, it's good. We'll see. You know, there's a lot of money. We're talking star Wars here, but there's a lot of Marvel, money that they're betting on too. Like, you know, and I think starting with WandaVision in the next couple of weeks, that might be tough for Marvel. I'm not sure everybody's going to get that show, you know, we'll see. It looks fantastic. I mean, Michael, do, what do you think? Do you think I think that's an odd show to start with. I think Fel, I, mean, I know they wanted to start with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but um, this seems like an odd show to, to after seeing all the stuff that led up to Endgame, And now we're going to have like a weird comedy. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, 
the Spider-Man Far From Home was kind of like the capstone to Phase 3. Yep. And it made sense to start things on an action-adventure tone with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Going multiverse and reality, you know, tweaking, altering with Wanda and the Vision, I don't think this is where Disney wanted to start. And I, I think it's a risk. I don't think it's going to be a bad show. I think it's going to make you think. Right. But is it going to be too much thinking for the audience? It's a risk for sure. I, I don't think it won't. I, I don't think it will be unsuccessful. I think they would have had a bigger splash with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though. Right. Well, that's a Marvel show. I'm just saying in terms of all the Star Wars content. You know, they certainly got off on the right foot. They have every ounce of credibility to carry it on. You know, all these things are in production. We didn't, they didn't say when we're going to get it all. Right. I mean, this this could be a five-year plan, six-year plan, you know, um, clearly. So, you know, they, they need to, they need to stretch this out because as a stream, as a business, right. I don't want someone to stop their monthly subscription for anything. So it's like, here's your Marvel show. Here's a Star Wars show. Here's uh-huh. another Marvel show. Now we're two years in, right? Yeah, so, live action versions of Lady and the Tramp are not going to keep me on Disney Plus. No, <laughs> no, no. But these shows will do it, and I think they have it timed out. They're not going to do them concurrently. They're not going to show a Marvel show when Star Wars is out. Oh, it just doesn't doesn't it's make already sense. happening. I mean, seriously, I would have dropped The Mandalorian last Friday or Disney Plus after last Friday's episode. But we're only three weeks away from WandaVision. Yep. So I'm not saving any money. Right. Money. Right. Yeah. All right. Any any final last words? Um, Chris, are you happy? Yeah, man. Thank you so much, you guys, both of you, for uh, for inviting me to just to, to talk with you about this. Like it really um, it, it made my day. And uh, well, it's one of the, I mean, it's my birthday, so there's other things that made my day too. But um, my kids, you know. Kids are great for <laughs> birthdays, right? Like they, Absolutely. they uh, but, but yeah, uh, I am super happy. Um, Star Wars is, uh, has been, is, has been so fun. And I can't believe that we're allowed to get this much of it and that we have so much more coming. So yeah, man, cool. I feel, I'm feeling really good about things now. Um, I feel like we've gotten a, a lot of good news at the end of this year and like the vaccine and all this, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, Luke is back, you know, that's, that feels good. It's the holidays. So. Yep. All I can hear is, is, uh, uh, Lars Anteca saying this will begin to set things right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Totally. (laughs) You know, like someone, some, someone's taking care of, uh, of, of like the, the flicker of hope. And that's, that's a nice thing. It is. Well, thank you so much. I hope you had a good birthday today. You got a few hours left. Um, I'm not going to ask you what age you are. That's inappropriate, but I hope that um, <laughs> old but, enough to know that it's not going to last yeah. forever, but, but young enough to still do stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hey, if Harrison Ford can be around for one more Indiana Jones, then <laughs> yeah, holy cow. <laughs> we can still do it. Magical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael, you got anything else? left in you? No, I just want to uh, thanks Chris for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, it's always fun to talk about Star Wars. Um, 
And uh, this is just as a, a personal note, this is our last episode before Christmas. So to all of our listeners out there that celebrate Christmas, um, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for listening. If it's your first time, I hope you had a good time. So you come back. If you've come back from prior episodes, thank you so much. Tell your friends as much as you can about the show. They can find us in any podcatcher that pretty much is out there except for flipping people at Amazon still for some reason aren't turned us no, on yet, no. but still not. But you know, we're on Apple podcasts, Spotify, pocket cast, Podbean, all those cool things. Even iHeartRadio uh, podcasting around there. Um, so, you know, show them where you can find it. Uh, hit the subscribe. That way you'll get the next episode. Um, and uh, talk to us on social media if you'd like and debunk everything that we said. That's cool too. Uh, Michael, tell us how they can do that. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for KyberCast or The KyberCast. Cool. Have a great holiday season, Christmas. Um, we'll probably do one uh, right after New Year for, or before New Year for Wonder Woman, right, Michael? Yes. I should figure that one out. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely, we, Shaylee cannot wait. We are definitely watching Wonder Woman Christmas Day. That's on our list of things to do. Great. Then we can talk, we can bring that, we can do a full Wonder Woman podcast next week so thank you all for listening and uh this is the way i have spoken what a piece of junk boring conversation anyway